you can customize it at a very high level in Alitrex. So you could say open play bookings, you can do same day bookings within the next hour. Uh, but maybe like birthday parties, you need to book six hours in advance, two days in advance. You can pick all of these different configurations on a per event basis. So you can define, yeah. you know, how it's going to be offered and when. Chris, thanks so much for coming on today. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. We've had a couple of good ones in the past, and you you know you know a lot about the um, reservation side of things. Um, for the people who have not had the pleasure of meeting you yet, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, the company you're with. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks thanks for having me here. Uh, so my name is Chris Bailing. I'm the owner of Alley Trek, uh, online reservation system that I built and developed in 2017. So um, just kind of working through that process of continuing to add um, new features and functionality to our product offering for businesses that use our software. I love it. Um, so we talked a little bit about, you know, how you got into it uh, originally. I'd love to, for you to share the story of how, because obviously you don't come, I mean, not maybe somewhat adjacent come from the bowling world, but I'd love mm -hmm. to hear how you ended up getting into the, uh, the reservation space specifically for bowling. Yeah, I uh, am a pretty horrible bowler, to say the least. And I was pretty casual pretty much throughout my life, just bowling here and there. Um, but when I, I went to school for web development, web design, and uh, when I just got out of college, I had uh, a mutual friend that owns a bowling alley. They own two uh, duck pin locations in the Milwaukee mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. And they always struggled with managing reservations. I had uh, a six and a 10 lane location and a lot of throughput with their customers coming in and whatnot and really struggling to find something that can handle the variety of reservations that bowling alleys typically see. So different durations, different party sizes, different number of lanes that they need. And then all of the different types of events that they offer, different packages, birthday parties, open play, all of that comes into play. And, and um, they just really wanted something that worked for their business model. And so I worked with them for probably about a year and a half to mm. Um, build the product based on what they were seeing as their requirement. Um, kind of sat with it for about a year or so, just continuing to add new features as we're working with them. And then at that point, SEO kind of started to pick in a little bit and started to receive some demos and started onboarding new centers here and there. Mm -hmm. So uh, just kind of going through that iterative process of adding new features as we, we talk to more centers and they say, well, we have this use case for how we take and manage reservations or we right. really want to do a package this way. How do we implement it? And um, it's really just listening to their feedback, how they operate their business, and then building out these these new controls that, that will support their their goals. Yeah, as, as I'm listening to you kind of explain that story and you know all the um, inputs and outputs of reservation software, it is a perfect problem for a software engineer, right? It's just yeah. like the perfect thing <laughs> you could tackle. It, it's a good challenge. You know, I like, I feel like every time I'm like, oh, we got, we have everything that you need to go in and, and build and manage all of these types of reservations. And then I, I get on a demo and someone's like, how do I go in and implement this? Or I, I want to do this type of pricing structure. And it's like, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. No one's mentioned that before, but I'm sure there are other people that want to do something similar or down the line, someone's going to want to do it. So mm -hmm. um, we build out all the new features really at no additional cost for the centers and just you know, build it as an optional feature that they can go in and configure and use at some point in time. So it's, uh, you have to build a lot of flexibility into it, but um, a lot of the items are just, you know, you build them in, in a way that, that could be really scalable for all the businesses that you support. 
Right. Yeah. It's tough because there's so many different ways that they do it. Right. You know, whether it's by game, by person, by, um, by the hour, there's a lot of different variability. Yeah. So when we started Alley Track, it was really just open play reservations to start, but it could still support a large variety of reservations based on duration uh, and the number of lanes that they need to book. But then very quickly into it, you realize you need to build packages to accommodate those other types of events that businesses are running. And birthday parties are a huge uh, you know, driver of revenue for, for, for bowling alleys. So need to build in that functionality and then all of those pricing structures that come into play. So originally, again, it was, you know, by the lane, like by the hour that you're looking for, but then you need to get in per game pricing, you need to get in per person pricing, um, and then you get into packages that have like a middle ground between that where it's like $200 for a, a period of time, but then you can add on more things and whatnot. So right. a lot of flexibility is the name of the game, really. Yeah, no, that, that's much better on my end. So oh, perfect. we were talking yeah, before we got uh, had some technical issues, you were talking a little bit of how the complexities of all the variables as far as booking, right? How it becomes the perfect engineering problem, for, especially for a software engineer. And you said, I guess you spend a whole 18 months or so developing the software before kind of rolling it out, just kind of use case testing. Yeah, so it was a, we did an initial development cycle for it and then went live with it and then probably worked with the Thirsty Duck in their two locations for, for about a year or so before we really even had you know additional demos or onboardings with other centers. Um, so it was a very close built product with that organization and then just scaling up from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's almost like, it, it seems like you guys take a very organic approach to it, not trying to push it, but trying to really dial in the product before. Yeah, well, definitely. So yeah, work with one organization and then just always getting this new feedback of, of requests of ways businesses want to start to take and manage reservations. You know, a lot of organizations when they're just getting started with it, they come in and they're saying, hey, we used a calendar or a book to keep track of everything. And it's it can be a pretty big shift. So you don't want to drop the ball on like, you tell them you can't implement that type of pricing model, or you can't take this type of reservation. It's like, let's get mm -hmm. those pieces consistent and the new pieces using technology to be able to manage your space. Yeah, I'd love to hear from you, especially from a, a software perspective of how do you break down like the base units of this issue, like as far as like inventory of lanes and the timing and when you're coming with a new pricing model trying to make one of these features, how do you think about at, a, at its base level how that works? Uh, I, I'd say I do a pretty poor job at it because uh, our pricing structure has been the same since the beginning. So uh, it's been $49 or $59 a month for, for the subscription service is what, what businesses pay. Um, and so as we add on new features, it's just additional value add that we're providing, mm -hmm. uh, another reason to come use our product. So, um, you know, there's there's not a lot of uh, like additional costs that are coming in related to it. But uh, again, kind of going back to always add new features, just be more universal or more um, compatible with other business models and being able to support uh, all of those edge cases. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we've been working on the, the past a little bit about you know how you got into it, how it got built, how you've kind of worked with customers to get on board. I'd love to hear from you a little bit about what's working today. So I'm sure you have some centers who are really crushing with online reservations. You know, For your, your top 10% users, what are some of the things you're seeing them do that you know, think add to their success of how they're crushing with online reservations. Sure. So uh, I'd say really the, the 
I'm going to go the opposite way of where you're going on the, the people that are crushing. I'm going to say the people that struggle with online reservations when they offer it, typically what they're doing is they're not making it super easy for people to get into that booking flow. If you don't have clear call to actions on your website to get into that booking flow, if you're not adding it any, into any of your advertising, social media posts, uh, even like on your listings for Facebook and Google business listing, that's a pretty big detriment to getting people into that booking process to, to start that and, and see those conversions in that value add from online reservations. Um, typically though, I would say, the businesses that are doing really well with online reservations, they have a really straightforward process that they implement for their pricing and the packages that they create. Um, and then they um, totally spacing out here on where I was going with that, but they, um, yeah, totally lost it. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So, I mean, to take your first point, you're, you're, you're saying that, you know, just because they build it doesn't mean necessarily that they'll come, right? The old field of dreams might not necessarily be true that yeah, you can yeah. actually promote it. Yep, definitely. I mean, I, I had a center that did an onboarding and they didn't put a link anywhere on their website. It's like, well, how do you expect people to get in to go in and book it? Because Track works a little bit different. It's not like a, a marketplace, if you will, where you, where you just do a Google search and go find bowling and there's you know mm -hmm. eight different accounts listed on Track. Right. It is a self-contained application. You are the only vendor that someone is seeing when they go look to bowl. They're not seeing the other competitors in your space. Right. Um, and so you need to make it really clear and easy for people to get in uh, and to go in and book. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's key. I think not just like make it easy for them to get to the booking screen, but then also like when they actually go to book, not having like 17 different steps you have to go through before you can book. Cause they'll just give up. Yeah. I, I had, it, it's pretty common. There's uh, like a, a series of packages in the bowling space. You'll see like the spare, the strike, the 300. Mm -hmm. They're really similar. There's not a lot different between them. It might include an extra pizza, an extra half hour or something like that. Those differences can slow down the booking process. And so uh, defining what makes those unique, are they worth offering? Or is it better to have just like one general party package, scale up your pricing, scale up your time offerings and allow them to go in and book. Uh, mm -hmm. Being flexible in the type of a booking that they can create just allows the customer to pick and choose what they want um, without needing to go in and view eight different package offerings that have very small differences between them. Right. So. Yeah, because then they go into uh, paralysis by analysis, right? Where they just yeah, for sure. freeze up, and if you confuse them, you lose them. This is the old saying. Right. Yeah. So I guess you're saying promotion is a big one. Making easy is another one. Anything else you're seeing? Like any specific types of packages that you? I know you mentioned there's some standard ones out there. Or what else do you see? Like the people who are you know doing you know tens of thousands or you know of uh, online uh, of business in online reservations. What do they do that really seems to set them apart. You know, I, I, I'm going to go really back to the process of making it really easy for your customer, like things like updating your your call in when they get that automated answering service, like encourage people to go in, book mm -hmm. online, get that reservation, avoid yeah. them calling you and waiting in line to talk to someone. But I think the businesses that are doing really well, they still offer a variety of packages. Like I am typically helping businesses set up like New Year's Eve packages or Father's Day packages, right? These are custom events that are available for a very specific period of time. Um, so you, you could certainly still go and create a large number of events that you want to offer, um, but being very deliberate in those that you create um, and, and not creating additional bloat that your customer needs to weed through as, start, as part of that booking process. Right. I like that a lot. And that's that's a really good point of the, um, what the IVR, where the call in, where you 
push them mm. straight away to the online booking because think about how many people just you know call in and hey can I book something if you can push them away um, they have a better booking experience because it's typically easier and you save your employees yeah. from from doing that that's that's really key yeah I, I get this uh I have this interesting story about my aunt who is uh, a notorious QVC shopper and just like loves to do online shopping or just call in um, but she over the last like five, 10 years has completely changed that process. You know, she no longer wants to call in and talk to someone to be able to go in and purchase this thing online. She wants to go to their website uh, and to make that purchase. So uh, mm. less human contact is a preference. And she's a older generation. She's becoming tech savvy. So it's something that right. she's, she's up for doing. And, and uh, I think that's something we're seeing in like the bowling space, uh, a little bit slower compared to other industries to adapt like into online reservations or other forms of technology. Um, but it's, I think the pandemic really kind of pushed a lot of people to using online reservations and becoming familiar with that space. So it's just uh, uh, kind of an easy win now at this point because it's uh, so expected. Yeah, that's such a great example because I think a lot of times we think, oh, that's just like Gen Z. They don't like to talk to people, but you're saying that yeah. you have proof, you know, <laughs> proof of uh, in point of you know someone who's older who feels the exact same way, you know. Yeah. Just want to text my 65 year old aunt is just yeah. on board for just doing it online <laughs> right exactly and it's just easier and you can do it on your own time you know you're not worried about getting off the phone quickly because they got you know three other people in line and just a better experience right. for all yeah yeah no, that, that, those are some really key points and then making it just very accessible if we think about all the different ways that people find us or come to our our centers then the, the phone one is a big one that i think sometimes well, obviously the website is the first one we think of but I think the phone gets skipped a lot, like put, putting that straight in the message. Right. Mm. Talk, talk to me a little bit about, because um, this is another issue that we see is the scoring integrations. Obviously, some integrate better than others, but how do you kind of work out the you know differences between the two, whether you're connected to the scoring or not, or you're just doing an overlay on top of it? Talk to me a little bit about how you guys approach that. That's a sore subject for me. So uh, <laughs> the, the, the largest request that we receive by volume is, is for sure an integration into a lane management system so they can, you know, customer books a reservation, it's going to automatically send it over to your lane management system, queue up that event, you're ready to go. That mm -hmm. reduces the manual entry that your staff would need to do. So it's something that, you know, I would really love to be able to build into Alley Track. Um, mm -hmm. Haven't had a lot of traction in the industry at this point. We uh, did make some headway with Steltronic, which super mm -hmm. excited to build out an integration with them to, to allow that sync of data from AlliTrack into their their product. So yeah. uh, that's going to be a huge win for a lot of businesses. Um, it, currently, what businesses are doing, right, is they take their reservations, they get them created in AlliTrack, they enter over the phone reservations into AlliTrack. Um, and then when the customer checks in at the counter, they're viewing that reservation in AlliTrack on another computer or a tablet, potentially even the same computer where they're using their scoring system. Uh, and then they just shift that event and create it in, in that scoring system. So hmm. it is a manual process. It's not something that is ideal, I'd say, by any means. But um, our price offering makes it uh, attractive and reasonable to go through that pricing or to go through that process. Right. Um, and then I think also the flexibility, the, the capabilities to customize AlliTrack to fit all of these custom events that you're going to offer um, makes it uh, a very attractive service compared to other reservation systems. 
Yeah, absolutely. So now do you do you like uh, dedicated lanes that are based only on the booking or how do you resolve mm-hmm. like the walk-ins versus the, uh, the online bookings? Because I've heard of different ways to do it, especially when it gets busy, mm-hmm. you know, but blocking them out, is, is that how you guys usually do it? Yeah, so we have a uh, feature in Alitrack called Reservation Blocks. It allows you to create reoccurring events and block out lanes for specific periods in time. So mm-hmm. the initial implementation of it was built for things like leagues saying, hey, I need to block out you know, lanes 1 through 16 for the next 16 weeks. Um, so really easily create something like that. Um, and the other use case for it commonly is for walk-in buffers. So you might say we have 32 lanes. We want to set aside at least eight lanes on the weekends to make sure we have some room for walk-ins. Um, and so you would just kind of prevent the number of lanes that can be booked online for reservations um, mm. and just leave those available for walk-ins. Um, we also have a couple controls around um, same-day bookings. And if you want to take a same-day reservation, you can put buffers in effect. So right. <clears throat> uh, you might put a two-hour buffer in effect saying that you need to book more than two hours in advance. That gives you some wiggle room so you don't necessarily need to create your walk-ins into alley track you can just put it straight into your scoring system um, and that's just a good way to juggle the the lack of an integration really so right good process yeah. i do typically recommend you always offer uh same day reservations or or current day reservations uh it's a good um su- surprising number of reservations are booked for the current day so just making mm-hmm. that available so people can book online um, and just get that prepared um but some businesses just choose not to take same day reservations. And I will mm-hmm. add real quick, you can customize it at a very high level in Alitrack. So you could say open play bookings, you can do same day bookings within the next hour, uh, but maybe like birthday parties, you need to book six hours in advance, two days mm-hmm. in advance. You can pick all of these different configurations on a per event basis. So you can define yeah. you know, how it's gonna be offered and when. That's nice. So there's pretty granular as far as the controls on, on when, what can be booked when. Right. Mm-hmm. And now, so you, are you recommending typically about an hour for the, uh, the same day? Like what, do, what's the typical cutoff or what do you see people like to use? The, probably the default or the common setting that I would see is about a two hour buffer. And I'd say, mm. what is the longest you typically see for a walk-in event? If someone's going to come in and just grab a lane for a period of time, how long are they typically there? Mm. Um, and so two hours is usually like that sweet spot. Um, so you could go on the, um, more aggressive side, right. And do like an hour. Um, so then it just requires like, you know, a little bit more closer eye as you're doing check-ins for potential walk-ins. Right. Okay. Yeah. So just, yeah, making sure that you have a little bit of buffer. Right. Very cool. Um, yeah. And so then, um, tell me, Chris, the next one is, uh, will you tell us a little bit maybe about where you see things going for alley track, maybe even for the online reservation space, um, do you have any features that you have that coming in the works or tell us a little bit where you see things going for maybe the next you know, 12, 18 months? Yeah. So I think there's really two or three main areas where we're going to be doing some significant development on, um, mm-hmm. a lot of it revolves around integrations. So building in integrations with different marketing platforms to be able to send out email communication with your customers and make sure you're, you can re-engage with them after they've maybe dropped off for two weeks and you want to get them back in. Yeah. Um, so different email marketing systems, things like that. Um, I mentioned the Steltronic integration. So being able to send off, uh, the, the reservation data into, uh, into Steltronic. Um, then another area is doing multi-activity type reservations. So when we look at like FECs that might have uh, bowling, axe throwing, laser tag, all of these different activities, maybe golf, um, you want to be able to allow customers to book 
you know, 60 minutes of bowling, laser tag event, and then maybe some axe throwing right after that and bundle that all together as one event. So that's one of the larger milestones we're working on here is to be able to allow customers or organizations to create these service offerings that include all of these different activities. Oh, that's awesome. So then it, is it almost like the base of like the axe throwing, for instance, would be like inventory or use X amount of games is kind of similar? How do you tack that on to like how you have that for, for bowling? Yeah, so there's a lot of crossover um, in several industries. Um, so we have our primary industries in bowling. We have about over 100 active centers currently. And mm-hmm. then we have um, top tracer golf driving ranges as another vertical, uh, axe throwing centers, um, and then like shuffleboard, just kind of like mm-hmm. billiards, dart rooms, things like that. They all kind of suffer from the same booking requirements, right? They have people that want to book for a specific period of time. They want maybe right. one or two spaces available. And so Track can scale really well for that. And we have a lot of definitions that you can change out to fit whatever product you're selling right. or space you're serving. Um, and so uh, if you offer like laser tag, right, you can define how many spaces you have available, what's the price, what's the duration for the games, and then uh, allow customers to book for those as well. Yeah, it seems like it'd be pretty an easy crossover for a lot of these activities. You know, you have like yeah. you said, the, the, the space, the maximum capacity, it's, it's like an inventory, right? You get, you know, uh, mm. lane hours per per or hours per lane is like your inventory. And it's, it's the same exact thing, it sounds like for most of these activities. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, just something that kind of like crops up. Like I got started with the Top Tracer Golf Driving Range and it was you know, so they did a Google search for bowling reservations because they're like, this is very similar to what I would think a bowling center would need. And it turns out there's systems out there specific yeah. for bowling and it crosses mm-hmm. over very well. So, um, yeah, axe throwing very similar. They have a target, a lane, a space that they're reserving for. They might have eight to 10 guests. You define how many guests per space and uh, you just kind of scale up your pricing based on it. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, for, for you, for Track, it seems like it'd be really helpful and, and great potential for kind of escaping some of that um, issue of the scoring integrations, right? If you're, you're played out across three or four different activities, all of a sudden the scoring becomes, who cares? Like this is all of our other activities are on here. So this is, becomes the tool. Right. I would say X throwing is like the, the premier client to get because they don't have that, that scoring system that they even worry mm-hmm. about. So it's like, can yeah. you just manage these varieties of reservations? Great, great client to have. But um, in the golf driving range, they have the same kind of uh, process. There's a bay management system that they use. And so uh, working on getting an integration with them as well to be able to mm-hmm. send out the reservations into that platform. And so having that integration just builds a lot of stickiness in that industry. So right. um, very eager to get those in. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, and this is more maybe on a development on the in the weeds. But what does one of these integrations look like? It's just a matter of connecting like the two different inputs, or ha- ha- what? What I don't, I don't know. Maybe people don't realize how much actually goes into that. Explain a little bit. I'm curious. Yeah, so it's 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 different for every every integration that you do, unfortunately. So each product has a way that it consumes data that you want to send it. And so you have mm-hmm. to format it that way and, and get it into uh, a process that it can take and consume on a regular basis. So um, there's been a lot of standardization of like development practices in the last mm-hmm. like 10, 15 years. So like API development is, is pretty standard, but each organization has their own standard that you have to code to um, mm-hmm. and how you send them that data. So it is a significant um, overhead to go ahead and implement, but 
Uh, I've told every center that has asked about it, uh, get your rep on the phone, tell them you want this integration, I will build it for you for free. Right. Uh, it's just something that I know that other centers want and need, and it, it's a huge win for your business. So, uh, you, you know, very regularly pestering the uh, scoring right. systems to get yeah. an integration. But. Right. It's like those uh, call your senator or whatever, you know. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> <In the letter. laughs> I love that. Yeah, because some of them are good, but some of them can be, you know, they just don't want to release it or they don't want to play in the. Uh, nicely, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and, and and two of the big players, they they have a reservation system, so mm-hmm. it's I, I can get it from a business perspective that they don't want to necessarily open that door. Mm-hmm. Um, I I uh, I and Alitrack specialize in online reservations. That's the only thing I really want to be focused in right. is building the best reservation system and the most flexible and capable reservation system. Uh, right. You know, Brunswick and Cubica, they they handle so much more in-house, in-facility in requirements for the, the lanes and the management around them. So um, they're the experts in that industry. Uh, and I would love to be that expert in the bowling industry specific for right. uh, an integration with like Brunswick and, and Cubico. Right. Yeah, it's tough to be the best in the world at all things, right? Everybody has their own specific exactly. thing can excel at and you can't be the best at everything. Right. And, you know, I get something similar on my end where you know, businesses will say, hey, we would really love to be able to send out follow-up emails with our customers, send out reminders uh, to come back and promote all these events that we're offering. And uh, you could certainly go and build out a, like a world-class email marketing system, but that takes a ton of development time and it's going to pull back all the development effort that you can do on your core products. So uh, that's why we really look at integrations. So can we send customer data to a marketing system that you might be using, allow that tool to to build out your emails and your campaigns that you want. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, integration is really the name of the game. Yeah. Is that something you offer now for the marketing side? Because I know obviously that's, you know, we're, we're very familiar with that side of things. Is what, what do you do now for that? Or is that something that's been developed also? Yeah. So we have a couple integrations for email marketing systems. Um, Active Demand, Constant Contact, MailChimp are three that come to mind right now. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's different opt-ins that your customers can do when they go to book, and it will uh, automatically send them over to your contact distribution list and include their contact information and their last event date. And so you can set like automations that will kick out a new email that says like, hey, you were just in the center today. Thanks for stopping by. Please leave a review. Here's a promo code to receive $10 off your next booking. Um, maybe sending out reminders after two weeks if they haven't come back. So mm-hmm. uh, we have integrations to go ahead and already do that. Um, so just allowing you to control the content that you're sending out downstream from a marketing perspective. Yeah, no, that, that's really cool. And I think when people do the online reservations, they think about like the first, the like the in front of you use case, which is the reservations, but the whole back end where a lot of the, the repeat business comes from is that stuff you're talking about. Right. Yeah, like I've, I've almost pictured to like an Uber example, like I'm gonna uh, uh, get Uber Eats from uh, Taco Bell, right? Horrible example. I don't eat Taco Bell all the time, <laughs> but uh, Uber Eats from Taco Bell, I want marketing emails from Taco Bell about the sweet deals that they're selling. I don't necessarily need Uber Eats to send me an email about Taco Bell. Uh, right. Let Taco Bell be that direct contact for you. Let the business control all of that communication. Yeah, that, that's a perfect example. So that, that, that was actually my next question is those automations come from the, you know, the quote unquote Taco Bell side, not from your system passed through to Taco Bell in there. Or like, I guess when like the contact is created, it sets off a timer on their marketing platform 
Yeah, that's correct. So like in like MailChimp Constant Contact, for example, uh, you set up an automation that looks for the last event date that someone has gone. Mm -hmm. And if it's okay. past a date that you define more than 14 days, it's just going to kick off a campaign or template that you have defined for that user. And it would send out, you know, regular emails on a daily basis for, for all of those past customers. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that way you don't have to push out the data constantly. Right. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, that, that's some really exciting stuff. Um, I'm excited to see kind of how that works and how you kind of start to get more in that space at, at some of these integrations. I know it's time consuming, but I think that really helps. You know, like you said, you're the best at the reservation piece and then finding more partners that you can rely on for those other pieces. It, it's really right. exciting. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Steltronic integration is going to be so sweet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. You know, I, we, we could talk about this stuff and, and geek out on it all day, but, I, you know, I do want to respect your time. For people who are interested in learning more about AlleyTrack, like where, where should people go or where should we send them? Yeah, so you can go to our website at alleytrack.com. It's A-L-L-E-Y-T-R-A-K. And then you can schedule a demo, schedule, uh, you know, just reach out through the support chat. Happy to communicate with you in real time. So you can just send over a message and we'll chat with you there. Right on. Yeah, I encourage people to check it out. It's a really nice platform. And like you said, it's uh, very cost effective, but it delivers a lot of value. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool, Chris. Well, yeah, thanks again for coming on. We'll have to do uh, another one again soon. Um, appreciate the time. Awesome. Well, it was great to see you. Thanks.